Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, I have a very exciting episode lined up for you all today. We are going to continue our draft deep dive series on who I think could be the most impactful rookie for the Titans in 2020, and that is third round pick running back Darrington Evans. So in our first segment, we are going to talk about Evans, his background, his general information, and why I think he could be such an important piece for the Titans in 2020, and why I think he could be the most statistically productive or the most overall productive rookie that the Titans get out of this class early on. So I'll discuss why I think so, and like I said, his background information and the information that you need to know most about Evans. But then, we are going to step into the film room. I have another Tic Tac Titans film breakdown for you guys today, and what I really wanted to focus on was... Things that Deion Lewis was asked to do for the Titans last year and how Darrington Evans' skills can help him excel if he's asked to do similar things. And I do think that Evans will be put into the Deion Lewis role early on. And I think that with his advanced skill set and just generally a more talented player at this time than Deion Lewis, I think that Darrington Evans could absolutely explode for the Titans in his role early on. So I'll explain how Deion Lewis failed in those areas last year and what Evans directly can do and was directly asked to do in college that mirrors exactly what we will be asking him to do for the Titans. So excited to break that down. And of course, we will finish off the show with some Titans talk here. The sounds of the Titans we're going to hear from Darrington Evans himself. Also hear from general manager John Robinson and head coach Mike Rabel. So far this week, I started off the week with Isaiah Wilson. And then we went into Christian Fulton yesterday, so make sure that you check out those episodes if you have not already. That is evergreen content to get you ready and more familiar with these rookies. But subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast if you aren't already on whatever platform that you do stream your podcast so you can make sure to get the rest of the breakdowns coming up the rest of the week on the other rookies that the Titans drafted in the 2020 NFL draft. Also, make sure you are following me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. I already posted my film breakdown for Isaiah Wilson. The Tic Tac Titans film breakdown for Darrington Evans will be going up on Wednesday night as well, so make sure you are checking those out. Before we go any further, want to remind you guys that this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, check out everything they have to offer, and use promo code Locked On for $10 off your first box of health bars. Once again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off. But it is time to kick off today's show. Let's get into Darrington Evans. Our draft deep dive series continues today. Let's get it. With the Titans' first two picks in the NFL draft, they addressed the offensive tackle position and the cornerback position, rightfully so. And while the Titans did get very talented players at those two spots, it is their third round pick that has the ability to impact the Titans most immediately, not only statistically, but schematically and especially on offense. 
Enter Appalachian State running back Darrington Evans. Evans is from Oak Hill, Florida, and he went to Appalachian State as a freshman with a background in track, and that speed showed up consistently throughout his career and should hopefully show up for the Tennessee Titans out of the gate as well. In his freshman season at Appalachian State, Evans was able to contribute mildly on offense. He rushed for 200 yards as a role player, as a freshman. Then he did have a knee injury that caused him to redshirt in 2017, but Evans came back in 2018 and 2019 as one of the best and most dynamic offensive weapons in the entire country. In 2019, Evans was named the Sun Belt Conference Offensive Player of the Year. He did rush for 1,480 yards and had 18 touchdowns on the ground, but Evans's impact is not just on the ground. He can also help the Titans in the air. He did catch 21 passes for 190 98 yards and five scores in his 14 starts in 2019. Evans also contributed mightily as a kick returner during his career with 56 returns for 1,439 yards. That's an average of 25.7 yards per return on kickoffs, and he had three touchdowns in that time as well, one in 2016, one in 2018, and then an incredible kickoff return on an onside kick in 2019. With that being said, it is obvious that Evans can contribute early for the Titans because of his versatility. He can be their day one kick returner and add a spark to the return unit that the Titans haven't had possibly since Mark Mariani's Pro Bowl days. And then in the receiving game, the Titans did not have a running back ranked in the top 50 in receiving yards at the position last season. Also, Derrick Henry had 300 plus carries in the 2019 season to go along with having over 200 carries in 2018. So that is 500 total carries for Derrick Henry, someone who had a very heavy college load. So it would only make sense for the Titans to put a premium on getting someone that can not only help in the receiving game, not only help in the return game, but also spell Derrick Henry as well. And it's not only about keeping Derrick Henry fresh for the 2020 season, but if the Titans do plan to extend Derrick Henry long-term and get a long-term deal done with him by the July 15th deadline, then it would also make sense for them to want to extend his prime and keep him as fresh as possible for not only one season, but for the multiple seasons that you just gave him a ton of money for. So in that sense, it makes sense that the Titans would put a premium on someone who can help in the running game, the receiving game, and the returning game. And with all three of those factors being combined together, it would make sense that Evans would, out of the gate, be the most impactful and productive rookie out of the Titans' 2020 draft class. Now that I have you guys properly hyped up about Darrington Evans and everything that he can do for the Titans offense, I want to kind of dig in a little bit deeper, take the microscope up a notch, and look a little closer at exactly how he will be able to help the Titans offense. And the way that I want to do that is I want to talk about what Deion Lewis failed at last year, what he so often wasn't able to get done for the Titans and the role that they were asking him to fill, and how Darrington Evans can actually do that 
that tenfold and make it not a weakness for the Titans, but a strength for the Titans. And I think what I saw on tape from Evans really lines up with what the Titans are going to be asking from him. So I'm really excited about the potential there. Excited to talk about that even further in our next segment, another Tic Tac Titans film breakdown. Make sure that you are following me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans so you can check out the visuals that go along with the conversation that we are about to have next. Before we jump into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bars are the best tasting protein health bars on the market. Some of the best that I have ever had. They have some fantastic flavors that I really enjoy. I'm going to keep telling you guys about them. The, the chocolate orange, the peanut peanut butter brownie, the peanut butter chocolate, the uh, salted caramel is absolutely fantastic. They have 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate and nut flavors, 8 chocolate and nut free flavors for any of you guys with nut allergies. They're covered in 100% chocolate. It's not the processed stuff that you're used to. They are soft and easy to chew, not dry and crumbly like a lot of the protein and health bars that are on the market. And it's not just the taste. It is the health aspect as well. Built Bars are great for anybody who's a health conscious guy or girl that can help you lose or maintain weight all while you feel like you're enjoying a treat. The bars are low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, high fiber. I give the example every time. It's a perfect example here. If you need something to boost your morning workout, get you going as a little bit of a breakfast substitute, the peanut butter brownie, 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. If you're looking for a guilt-free snack or maybe a little bit of a dessert after dinner, the mint brownie, 15 grams protein, only 110 calories, 4 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. So you cannot go wrong with Built Bars. Make sure you check them out at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. It is time for another Tick Tack Titans film breakdown. So step into the film room with me. We are going to check out the tape here and talk about how Dion Lewis was not able to get the job done for the Titans last year, but how Darrington Evans can be asked to do similar things and really excel in that role. So what I did was I went back basically took a look at all of Deion Lewis's snaps, all of Deion Lewis's touches, all of his targets last year to see exactly uh, what happened with Deion Lewis, why he was um, so unproductive for the Titans and not really able to give them what they expected when they gave him a, a sizable contract, one of one of my least favorite J-Rob moves of all time. And I have to admit, at the time, I was really excited about what Deion Lewis could bring to the Titans offense. He seemed like a perfect fit, somebody who you know, could help in the receiving game, even though he wasn't a fantastic receiver. That was more of a James White role for the Patriots. You know, Deion Lewis still had ability to help in the receiving game, but he was coming off 800 rushing yards the year before. So you thought, hey, he could be a very good compliment to Derrick Henry. Unfortunately, Deion Lewis lost his burst, uh, looked like he lost his focus 
as well. I don't know if he came in to Tennessee expecting to be more or do more than he was expected to, but obviously Derrick Henry took a hold of the starting job and became the number one weapon on the team, and I don't know if maybe that discouraged Deion Lewis, kind of kept him from reaching his potential. Either way, he was not able to get the job done. So I went back, took a look at all his snaps uh, from last season to see what happened. And then what I wanted to do is I wanted to then watch Darrington Evans more closely and see if he was asked to do similar things and how that would compare, see how he would fit into the Titans offense. And that's what I spent a lot of time doing recently. So I want to kind of give you guys uh, a few of the examples that I will be using in my Tic Tac Titans film breakdown and talk more directly about the traits that I saw that really showed up. So first things first, the Titans running game, outside zone, inside zone. We've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast. So you guys should have a general idea of what that looks like. And if you're still a little confused about what an outside zone or an inside zone run play looks like, then go check out the film breakdown that I did on Isaiah Wilson on Monday on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. It shows in great detail multiple times what an outside zone and inside zone looks like. So you know exactly. Most of you guys probably already have a good handle on that. So think about an out side zone run. You have the offensive line taking that strong side step and pushing whatever guy is in their zone out, and then the running back presses the line of scrimmage off the handoff, figure out, you know, figures out which lane is open out of, there's, you know, usually three different possible lanes. There's one up the middle that you could hit, one to the strong side, and then there's always a cutback for the running back, and the running back has to make a decision which one of those paths is the smartest path to take, make that cut, and then get downhill. Derrick Henry's fantastic at that, as we know. So what I found with watching Deion Lewis is he just didn't have any burst. Once he picked the hole that he wanted to go to, he couldn't accelerate through it, and a lot of times he just died on first contact. Died, I mean, obviously that's excessive, but you guys know what I mean. His momentum died on first contact. It seemed like he wasn't always picking the right hole either. He didn't do a great job of setting up his blockers or kind of being patient and letting things work their way out. He didn't really seem to have the vision that you thought that he might possess, and it held him back in his ability to get more yards than was what was just available at the beginning of the line of scrimmage. You know, the Titans' offensive line is a good offensive line, so they'll give you about two to three yards of a head start because they're a pretty good offensive line, and Deion Lewis would get there and just not be able to make much more of it. He would either misread the hole that was available or he would get caught up in the middle of a cut on a defensive lineman and just not have the speed and the burst to create separation with the defensive line to give him the ability to get to the second level. And then once he got to the second level, he basically didn't have any more wiggle, couldn't really break any tackles. And on the inside zones, he struggled even more because he really wasn't able to get away from defensive linemen. So like I said, he seemed to misread the holes, his vision was questionable, and he didn't have great burst or great physicality to break those tackles or create separation in the inside or outside zone. And it didn't just stop there. It was in the passing game. I I would ask you guys to recall week one of last season in the first quarter. Marcus is looking for a screen pass on a third down in the red zone to Deion Lewis, and Deion Lewis is wide open. Watching it, even though the season went the way that it did, I'm still so frustrated by that play. Uh, Deion Lewis's shortcomings really grind my gears for some reason. But uh, 
Either way, it was a slip screen out to the right. The Titans executed perfectly. Deion Lewis would have caught the ball at the 13-12 yard line and waltzed into the end zone on the right-hand side, and he dropped the ball. Once again, a focus issue. It seemed like he just was not focused, and uh, little things like that just absolutely kill drives in the NFL, and you can't perfectly out-scheme and out-execute another team and then have your pass-catching specialist running back drop the ball when he has a walk-in touchdown. So little things like that happen. Uh, Deion Lewis also, because of that lack of burst and lack of explosion, the Titans couldn't really use him on any kind of gadget plays whatsoever. Think about jet sweeps or, um, you know, different... I guess jet sweeps are a good way to put it, but tunnel screens on the outside. They tried to line him up in the slot at one point in time and run um, like a tunnel screen. Basically, they fake a handoff, uh, fake a play action, you know, to the other direction, come back, let the offensive line get out to the perimeter to, to create a screen. It's basically a wide receiver screen, but they use Deion Lewis in that role, and it would make sense. You have Deion Lewis in the backfield. You motion him out as a wide receiver in the slot. You run screens. You run jet sweeps and things like that, or the opposite. You have him split out as a wide receiver, motion him back into the backfield, and run running plays with him. Deion Lewis just wasn't able to capitalize in those situations because he did not have the burst and the acceleration that's necessary for a running back that size. And in that role, there's also plenty of reps where you see him getting blown up in pass protection, not able to hold his ground. So little different ways like that. He never really just filled his full potential for the Titans as a receiving back, as someone to spell Derrick Henry in the run game, as someone to help in gadget play situations as well. So now I want to get off the Deion Lewis kick. You know, he's gone. He's gone, moved on to the New York Giants. Good for Deion Lewis. Whatever happens with him going forward, I only wish him the best. But let's move the conversation now into Darrington Evans and what I saw on tape from him. So absolute incredible speed. That's the number one thing. There are so many plays where, granted, Appalachian State's offensive line blocks very well, and they open up a good hole, but Evans just takes it to the next level with the speed. He's able to take, you know, probably 8 to 10 to 12 to 14 yard gains, turn them into 30, 40 house calls touchdowns. Uh, He's just got that track speed that got him into Appalachian State, gave him a chance as a two-star recruit coming out of high school, and it's what really separates him from a lot of people going forward, and it's something that I talked about at the wide receiver position. I wanted the Titans to add speed to the offense, and they have done that through the running back position, obviously. So let's talk about some specific runs. So on inside zones, Darrington Evans does a great job of, he's not necessarily going to run through tackles and break tackles from defensive linemen, but he's so quick and he has so much burst that he doesn't allow them to get on his body, so they're not able to get a really good form tackle on him. It's just a hand or half of an arm, and with that speed, although he's not great getting through those big, stronger tackles, the speed allows him to create separation that Deion Lewis wasn't. On multiple occasions, you saw him shake somebody in the hole, and then plant his foot and get up the field when Deion Lewis would have been stopped and not out, uh, not able to outrun that defensive lineman. So it's not only that, but in the outside zone, Darrington Evans is fantastic at the cutback. Like I mentioned, Deion Lewis struggled in reading the, the blocking in front of him. He didn't do a great job of setting up his blocks either. What you can do as a running back in that outside zone scheme, and this is something that Evans did very well, and I'll showcase this in the visuals that I post online in my Tic Tac Titans film breakdown on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, but... One thing that he does so well 
is he'll be pressing pressing the hole on the outside zone, and he'll wait to see what the unblocked linebacker does. Deion Lewis just did not seem to have the patience required to wait and see where the defense flowed, which opened up whichever lane that we talked about earlier, outside, inside, cutback. Which lane's going to be open? So Darrington Evans did a great job of being patient. He would often use that patience to not hit top speed while he's going through his initial handoff. That would cause the linebacker to lean inside, stay inside a little bit, and then just at the last second, Evans would hit that outside hole, kick it into top gear, and it is too late for the linebacker. So he set the linebacker up. He stacked linebackers very well in the inside zone as well. He would have kind of a a, a fake step to the to the outside, or he would keep it wide, keep it wide, keep it wide. And at the last moment when the linebacker committed to the outside run, he would cut it back inside, take that middle inside lane, and then just dart through and be gone into the secondary. Saw so a lot of touchdowns from pretty far out from Evans this year because of that dynamic speed that gets him into the second level. But I want to move away from the run game. It's pretty self-explanatory what he's doing there. And I'll, you know, like I said in the video, show that as well. But what I really want to get into is Evans in the receiving game and the returning game. So like I mentioned with Deion Lewis earlier, he dropped that uh, slip screen against the Browns. There's also another play. I believe it's against the Jaguars or it could have been the Bills as well. It's all kind of blending in together. It's the Bills. I know it's the Bills. So they split him out of the back. He went out of the backfield. Deion Lewis motioned out as a slot receiver. And then the Titans run a quick comeback on a third and three. Deion Lewis just gets across the first down marker, turns right around to Marcus. It should be an easy, easy completion for a first down on a well-designed play, and Deion Lewis drops it. Another focus issue. So what I want to say is I saw Darrington Evans not only motion from out uh, in the formation to end of the backfield, but also from in the backfield and shotgun out as a wide receiver. Saw him catch screens, saw him catch flats. He had a fantastic wheel route during one of his games that I will put on tape, and the quarterback was was inaccurate, but it's the type of thing that with Deion Lewis or Derrick Henry, the Titans haven't been able to do with the running back position, and it's limited the versatility of the offense. So not only is Evans going to be able to get out as a wide receiver and actually catch the football, which he does with regularity on tape, but he's also able to run routes that Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry weren't able to run for the Titans as well. Another thing I saw... Uh, Darrington Evans used on jet sweeps, saw him used in wildcat situations, saw him used on reverses, uh, different things like that are going to be really helpful for the Titans offense as they try to progress, and one thing that you can do is you can have Derrick Henry in the backfield, use Darrington Evans as a slot receiver, Adam Humphreys is, is fine guys, but he's not so dynamic that you're not going to want to take Adam Humphreys off the field and put Darrington Evans in the slot for a few plays, so get Darrington Evans in the slot, have him come in in motion and still run the ball to Derrick Henry or hand it off on a jet sweep. That type of versatility gives defenses fits and the Titans did not have the element to that offense last year that they will have this year with having Evans. So it's not only the wheel routes, it's not only the jet sweep, swing passes out to the flat, having a reliable pass catching threat with dynamic speed that the Titans did not have on the offense last year. All of those things together, so his ability to run inside, outside zone, 
zone, his ability to run or to catch the ball out of the backfield, not only be used on gadget plays and and different uh, schemed plays like that, but also be able to run a dynamic route tree out of the backfield. Everything that Darrington Evans is bringing to the table is exactly what the Titans wanted to get from Deion Lewis, but they never got, and exactly what Derrick Henry needs to continue to stay healthy and stay fresh throughout the you know next however long he's on the team so I, I wanted to break this down with you guys I had a great time watching Darrington Evans tape make sure like I've said multiple times that you're following me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans to check out the film breakdown that I put up on Wednesday night for Darrington Evans to go along with this conversation we are going to move into Sounds of the Titans. As I have done with the two previous editions of our draft deep dive, we hear from the player himself, head coach Mike Vrabel and general manager John Robinson about what went into selecting him and what they you know, view as the role for Evans going forward and what he thinks of himself in joining the Tennessee Titans. So I'm going to bring that audio to you from TennesseeTitans.com next. Let's wrap up our deep dive on Darrington Evans by doing a little sounds of the Titans. We are going to hear from Darrington himself and then hear from head coach Mike Vrabel and general manager John Robinson after that. Of course, as always, audio is courtesy of Tennessee Titans Online, so we will start off hearing from Darrington Evans. And first, he describes his draft experience. You know, I would say my family was more excited and more eager than I was. Uh, you know, the draft was obviously different being virtual, but, you know, it was it was always a dream come true. And, you know, we, we can't be thankful enough for it. What players does Evans model his game after? I would have to say um, more so growing up, it was always like Percy Harvin. Um, you know, he was a very versatile player, very explosive. You know, I just always loved the way he played. But I would say for an NFL player today, it would be Raheem Mostert. Uh, he's from my hometown. He's like a big brother to me. Um, and obviously, everybody see how his career is going with the 49ers right now. And just to think that he's doing on the field. Where is Evans currently getting his workouts in? Yeah, it's a private gym down here in Daytona. There's also one in New Smyrna that I go to. Um, you know, limited people at the same time has a field. So I'm able to do my conditioning, uh, my running back work, and then my receiver workout there as well. Who is he most excited to play against in the NFL? I'm going to have to go with some of the hometown guys, Cole Holcomb, linebacker for the Redskins, and then uh, Dakota Dixon, uh, safety with the Bucks. Just kind of, you know, go against them. It was kind of cool being on the same high school field as them. Um, and now being professional level, you know, compete with them. It would be real nice to go against them and then, you know, chop it up with them after the game. Biggest challenge heading into the NFL season? Definitely, you know, learning the playbook as much as I can. Once you once you get to learn the playbook, like Christian said, you know, you just get to play and do you without really thinking too much. How did Evans get the nickname Live? It started in high school. Um, it used to be Live in HD. It was weird because, you know, after games and stuff, we'll get back to school and people are like, I'm going to start calling you Live. It's like we're watching a highlight tape, but live in person every Friday night. I'm like, y'all tripping. But then, like, after a while, they kept saying it and kept saying it. Then I got to college, and then, you know, my teammates, they, they went from calling me dancing to calling me live. And I'm like, all right, man, I might as well just stick with it. Biggest difficulty with the off-season virtual program? Yeah, I would definitely say routine. Um, You know, me being an hour ahead, it's kind of like I try to work out earlier in the morning, but my private gym don't open up until an hour before 
we start with meetings and stuff. So I have to work out in the afternoon. So, you know, I got to, I got to adjust a little different versus going early, but I would say that's the main thing, you know, make sure you're getting your hours of sleep in, that's important, make sure you're eating. And then, yeah, I would say changing the way you eat. Um, You know, you're already eating healthy and stuff, but, you know, you got to take care of your body a lot more at home than you would at school with a nutritionist being on the meal plan and other things like that. How can Evans impact the 2020 Tennessee Titans? I would definitely say, you know, just getting in, you know, keep my head down, like you said, doing the little things. We still got to learn. And the whole organization, learn our teammates. Um, we got to build trust with them. And then really just getting out there and just getting started. Um, you know, special teams are definitely somewhere that I've, uh, you know, trying to make the most of my opportunities there. I did in college. So that's just something I just you know, feel like I'm, I might have to do at this level. And then, you know, on the offense, uh, you know, just trying to do what I need to do, whether it's first, second, third down, um, just helping out in the run game, in the pass game, just, you know, making a difference. Which Titans teammate is Evans most excited to meet? I'm about to say, I'm going to have to go with Derek. You know, growing up, you know, I've seen him, seen him play a lot when he was at Yulee um, in Florida, and then seen him obviously go to Bama and stuff, you know. Being able to work with him and being beside him, take his brain, that's just one area that I want to do. So that's, that's the main thing I'm looking forward to. Next, let's hear from head coach Mike Vrabel and general manager John Robinson. And Mike Vrabel will start us off letting us know why they were interested in Darrington Evans. I mean, I think that when right now what you're looking at is you're looking at a guy that we really liked from a character standpoint and, and a skill set. <clears throat> um, you know, what his role will be and how we'll use him will all be defined by the player and how much they can handle. But, you know, this was uh, – this was a, a, a guy that we brought in and, and we met with and everybody in the building um, really liked what he was able to do um, in conversation and on the board and his learning process. And then obviously watching the film, um, you know, we thought that the skill set translated to, to some of those things that you talked about us being able to do and using him out of the backfield and, and being able to, to be, a, be a change of pace and a one cut runner and, uh, so we'll see what he can handle, and we'll give him as much as he can handle. How does being from a small program affect guys' motivation? Well, I mean, I think that's um, – I think, you know, whether you want to call it chip or internal drive or, or, or whatever you want to term it, um, I think that's a great thing. I think you, if you don't have self-motivation and self-discipline, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of work on our end from a coaching staff, from a training staff, from a nutrition standpoint to, to get you motivated. So those, those guys that, that maybe do come from, you know, somewhat of a, a smaller program or, you know, maybe they were under, under recruited, um, whatever it may be, they're under drafted, you know, those, there's guys that, that are going to be drafted tomorrow that are going to go on to be really, really good players um, because they, they, they have that internal drive and that motivation uh, to prove that they do belong in this league. And um, I think as many of those guys, whatever school they come from that have that internal drive and motivation, um, you know, we'll, we're, we're more than happy to work with them. Thoughts on Evans in college? There, there's certainly a speed element. There's a, there's a one cut, you know, runner when he puts his foot in the ground. Um, he's got his, you know, the ability to get upfield. Um, there, there weren't as, um, you know, and Jen and I kind of went back and forth on this is about the, the production in the past game. It wasn't glaring. And, and there, a lot of these things were just check downs and, I think a lot of that's the product of the system. And and I wanted to study and see if, we, you know, our, our coaches and John, we all wanted to see if he had the ability to do that. And then you watch him, 
move and, and, and most of the tackles that he forces guys to miss are moves and, and ability that we would consider, you know, doing the same thing with running around. And so we're trying to translate that. And we think that that's going to be really um, valuable for him. I think he's intelligent enough and, you know, the willingness, um, obviously you're going to have to have the physical stature to go in there and, and, and the toughness, uh, which we think he does. But then, then like John mentioned, the, the ability to, to return kicks for us and, and do some things and hopefully play on special teams. That's where all these rookies are going to have to learn how to, to get on the field. It's going to be by special teams. Coach Rabel talks about how important pass protection is to the rookie running back. Sure. I mean, I think that the guys understand that, um, that you have to earn the right to, to, to get the ball and you have to earn the right to, to make the play on defense. And part of the, you know, getting the football on offense as a runner is being able to um, protect the quarterback. And again, when you know, when young players come in and they want to make sure that they prioritize that, you know, I think that's a good way to earn the respect of your teammates and it's certain, uh, certainly the quarterback who throws you the football. So if you show a willingness to protect, I think you'll earn the respect of the, the, your teammates and then, you know, the quarterback may respect you enough to throw you the football when you go out for routes. Robinson talks about Evans and pass protection. Yeah, I think I think for me, I mean, there were there were there were enough, there were enough clips where you could see him uh, stepping up and, and sticking his face uh, into the core of the protection, uh, taking on a linebacker coming downhill. Um, you know, I think in his toughness as a runner, I like the fact he'll lower his shoulder um, and, and try to run through uh, tackle. So I think from a mindset standpoint, uh, you see his his willingness to play tough. Uh, to hit the creases in the kick return. You know, you've got to be somewhat fearless back there on that kick return when you got guys flying down the field at you and you try to hit that crease 100 miles an hour. Uh, so I think all those things combined, um, you know, we felt really comfortable with, with what he's going to be able to do in pass pro. And finally, Robinson sums up his view of Evans. Yeah, I mean, I think he's good with the ball in his hands. He's he's a different he's a different style runner, um, obviously, than, than Derek. Um, but he's certainly good when you hand him the ball. He's got make miss. Um, he, he gets through a hole quick and he's got explosive speed. And, um, you know, again, he, we'll see how much he can handle and, um, and we'll go from there. It is my personal opinion, and I'm sure as you guys can tell from this episode, that Darrington Evans will be able to contribute quite a bit and very early on, very excited about what he will bring to the table. So we talked about Evans' background, how he fits into what the Titans want to do, talked about his strengths and weaknesses as a player, how he can give the Titans everything that Deion Lewis couldn't, and then we heard directly from Evans, head coach Mike Rabel, and general manager John Robinson about why they like Evans and how he is acclimating himself to the NFL level. So hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans to check out the film breakdown that I will be posting up on Wednesday night to go along with our Tic Tac Titans conversation in the second segment on Darrington Evans. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast as I will be continuing my draft deep dive series throughout the week. Make sure that you are sending those mailbag questions to me on Twitter as well. We will have our Friday mailbag coming up at the end of the week. As always, this episode was brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. And now that you are done with this 
edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Make sure you check out the Draft Dudes podcast. Never a bad time to jump right back into draft coverage. So as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.